Greetings in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Sean, and you're listening to The Intersection, not your normal fluffy Christian show. Um, was on last week with my good friend Ed Bondarenka from Your American Heritage. What a great time that was. And um, I always give a shout out to Ed because he likes me to say, not your normal fluffy insurrectionist. But um, anyway, wow, what a th- the news is coming so fast. We're waiting, of course, on this Rittenhouse um, trial um, to come to a crux, uh, believing that the jury's coming back. Probably, if it was, they were logical, with a not guilty plea. Now, remember, this isn't about Kyle Rittenhouse. This is, again, like everything else the left does, this is a event that they are using to leverage to make ridiculous points. Why does the left make things up? Did you notice that? Did you hear about Representative Cory Bush just said that um, while they were in Ferguson protesting the death of Michael Brown, which, by the way, was another false story. Hands up, don't shoot. If you remember that, that the officer shot an unarmed man, black man with his hands in the air, which is false. We find out that Michael Brown was actually beating the officer and reaching for his pistol. But facts, well, those silly facts, they get in the way of so much of the narrative. But she claimed that there were white supremacists hiding over top of a hill, taking shots at the protesters, which, by the way, if that were true, anyone on the right would be the first people to jump in with their Second Amendment right and shoot back and protect the protesters, because that's what we believe. We believe in safety for all citizens, and we believe in the Second Amendment. But you can make a story like that up, even though the police chief in Ferguson, now, of course, they're going to say he's lying because he's a white supremacist, even though he may not be white. Why do they make things like that up? Why did, like, Mrs. Cortez on January 6th make up that she was in a room with insurrectionists surrounded all around her and she was terrified for her life as she heard them and she quoted all these things that they were saying when in fact we find out that Mrs. Cortez wasn't even in the building. Why? Why do they do such things? Why do they distort facts and stories well there's only one reason it's called an agenda and this is what cop i'm telling you we keep you know for years we were we were we were blowing the whistle there's not just socialists but there's communists among us bred and born and raised in the commie camps thanks to your local professors at universities um, who all seem to be marxist for some reason i don't know why we have the highest paid professors in the world with the highest salaries all recipients of this beautiful thing called capitalism and yet they they push this communist socialist agenda on our children turning them into good little commies who will take narratives and twist them for their own benefit but these stories they make up well now we hear that the judge in this case uh, because his phone might have rang and it might have been proud to be an American is somehow related to white supremacy and that he and Kyle are somehow buddies and that he's trying to throw the trial in favor of Kyle when in fact he's just trying to stop the shenanigans in the courtroom. You can't even honestly criticize shenanigans these days without somehow being grouped as a white supremacist, as a racist, as a bigot, as whatever 
And the, the most amazing thing is, is that if you are a black, a person of color, and you don't monolithically agree with the left on everything, um, like a Dave Chappelle, who's, by the way, not a conservative, and many others like that, and Ice Cube, who doesn't want to get vaccinated, suddenly you yourself, as a person of color who might not you don't even have to be conservative, but if you don't wholeheartedly agree with the left's cancel culture, you are now part of white supremacy. In fact, as Joe Biden said, you have you are no longer black. You have traded your culture and your color because you're not agreeing with the white liberals who graduated from Yale and Harvard and you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. I mean, when Bill Maher has become a critic of cancel culture, <laughs> the Bill Maher loathes conservatives, loathes religion, loathes any of that stuff, but it does at least believe in some semblance of freedom of speech, doesn't want to jump on the communist bandwagon, becomes a critic. That's some serious stuff going on. So has the left gone too far left? Prob, you know, you know, I'm seeing hopes and rays of light. The Virginia elections, even the New Jersey elections, even though a a Republican did not prevail, shouldn't have been that close. A 38 percent approval rating on the most popular president in U.S. history, Joe Biden, 38 percent, and I think that's pro. And this is in 10 months. And how do you how do you manage to tank from a 50 whatever it was percent approval rating, which I doubt that was ever right. I'm doubting the 38 percent. There's probably still an oversampling of Democrats. I, I doubt the 38 percent are on board. And Kamala Harris, 28 percent. You know, they're talking about this rift that might be going on between the Harris camp and the Biden camp. And I believe it's probably true. I think that Kamala was used. I think she knows she was used. Um, I th there seems to be limited things that she's doing or places she's going. Seems to be less than cordial, and this could just all be rumor and, and, and speak. You notice that they're starting to, and by the way, if I'm all over the map today, we're just talking current events today. We don't have a specific one topic. Did you notice how for the first time, remember how when Donald Trump got into office, all of these heroic, brave people started leaking everything? Remember how Obama, Obama said that his, his candidacy, his presidency was scandal-free? And that was only because there weren't, there was some kind of weird loyalty where no one would leak. No one would, no one would let the cat out. No one would let what was happening behind the scenes go. There were plenty of scandals. The IRS scandal, the... Fast and I mean, you name it. There was scandal after scandal after scandal. But everybody was in sync. They were in sync in the Democrat Party. That's one thing they do well. They surround the ship. They support the delusion. They get on board. They walk in step. They have the same talking points. They deliver them to their news agencies, rather known as the as the uh, Department of Propaganda. And they all speak in sync. You can you can overlay their voices, and they're all saying the same things. It's a it's a coordinated effort to delude the American people, and that's what's so criminal about. It. That's why when Trump would say the press is the enemy of the people, and they'd lose their mind because well the the real press isn't, but the the press that we call today, 
the Ministry of Propaganda is. But now, all of a sudden, Joe Biden's getting leaks. Oh, yeah, some of his economists are beginning to leak out. His generals began to leak out about Afghanistan, and now there's full-fledged leaks going on. They have a leaky ship. And we thought that it was only Trump that you were a hero if you somehow leaked on Trump. You were somehow saving the country. And now we see he's in a leaky ship. But the most popular president in history with his 80-plus million votes, more votes than any president got before, has in 10 months managed to erode any of his support to 38%. Have you noticed that, that there was a, another poll taken in which uh, more than half of the country believes that he is not mentally fit to be the president? And what this shows me, for those who think that... Uh, even mentioning something like mm, election corruption makes you an insurrectionist. That even mentioning it is called the big lie. You know what's funny? How is it that Hillary got away with saying that Trump stole the election by colluding with Trump, falsified a document by uh, Christopher Steele, submitted it to the FBI illegally, got the FBI and the country on board, the Congress picked it up, and ran us through the rickets for three years, Adam Schiff knowing everything he was saying was a lie. And when it came down the pike that there was no collusion, no one went to jail. And they think January 6th was an insurrection? Uh, people, that was an, an internal insurrection. That was an, an internal coup that, that, that was coordinated with the FBI, the Democrat Party, and many other operatives which is now found to be false, in which the news media act shocked. They, they never knew. They never knew that it was false. They always thought it was true, even though we've been sounding the alarm. And now they're coming to admit that it was false. And Hillary Clinton's just sitting back laughing because she knows people like herself will never be indicted because we have a two-tiered justice system. General Flynn can be, can be indicted for merely nothing. The FBI can admit that they thought he was being truthful and yet still indict him, put him through the rickets, ruin his life, and financially destroy him. And yet, people like Hillary Clinton walk free. Now, John Durham is onto some of this stuff. There's been a couple people indicted. Christopher Steele's. Do you see how lately, I know I'm all over today, but my mind is on fire. See how lately they, they had Christopher Steele, I forget which news station it was, and almost tried to prop up. That somehow the dossier was in fact factual, even though at this point in time everyone knows it was the big lie. You know what the big lie was? It wasn't that Joe Biden could have possibly had corruption in the election, that possibly in the oh six or seven cities where he needed to win, he somehow found enough votes to win. No, that you can't question that. That's the big lie. But three years of dragging us through Russian collusion, two impeachment trials, all of it, all of it fundamentally based on lies, and yet questioning whether there was corruption in the election is the big lie. Hillary Clinton went right on television and said that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. Illegitimate. Installed by Putin. 
I didn't, I didn't realize Putin had that much power. Installed by Putin. A Russian asset. And the country went three years. And there's people to this day on the left who still believe Russian collusion. They still do. And they're worried about if we question whether or not shenanigans that happened in seven cities to bring Joe Biden over the top is considered the big lie or insurrection. It's considered a question on the integrity of our electoral system. When all we heard for four years was that Donald Trump didn't win fair and square. Hmm. But, my friends, hope is on the horizon. John Durham's indicted a couple people. Virginia's election was a upset. New Jersey's election spoke to us some things. School boards being taken over by conservatives. Chants in stadiums around the country. Let's go, Brandon. Even media people on the left. Even lefty comedians starting to now jump ship gives me hope that maybe Joe Biden is the gift that just keeps on giving. Maybe all of this radical leftism is going to push people to the right. You know, if the election was held today, the estimate is that Republicans would pick up 50 or more seats. Now, I'm not always excited about that because some of those who say they're Republican in the past um, haven't really acted in such a manner. And I'm hoping that most of the rhinos get primaried in this next election cycle and that we get true conservatives in. But I want you to understand that what the left is doing, what the Biden administration is doing, isn't just going to affect near-term elections. They're saying that this could possibly set the country on a different trajectory for the next 25 years. So those of us who are Christian and want to give thanks in all things, those of us who want to pray for our leadership, maybe we should give some thanks because maybe the contrast and the radicalism of the left is starting to shock even those on the left. You know, people like Joe Rogan and Elon Musk are not particularly known to be conservative folks. But now we realize the ridiculousness of cancel culture. Realize how bad the news media lies and propagates. Realize how much propaganda is being pumped into the heads. And realize, as critical thinkers... That although they may not be completely on the right, they definitely do not, do not find themselves in alliance with the radicalness that's taken over the Democrat Party. Is there a Democrat Party left? Is there the grand old party? Is there a real, what you would call, Democrat Party, in an American one? Or has it been completely hoodwinked by communists, by socialists? By Marxist. Well, I can tell you. There's enough in there. There's enough of those folks in there. They, they yield enough influence now. To have severely impacted the moderates, whatever that means. I haven't believed or seen in a moderate Democrat and maybe Joe Manchin. Maybe Joe. Maybe not. 
maybe Kristen Cinema. Maybe there's some common sense Democrats who still want it to be an American party. But we have to understand, Democrat and Republican titles are becoming less and less important. We're starting to see a surge in those who want to be free. And in those who believe that government is God. We're starting to see a separation between those who maybe particularly didn't have much agreement in the past, but are starting to agree that COVID mandates are an overreach. Great news to hear that OSHA, at least at this point, is not going not going to enforce, at least through OSHA, Joe Biden's COVID mandates on companies with 100 or more people. That That's another area where I'm starting to think that maybe there's leaking going on in Joe Biden's boat. Maybe people are starting, maybe people are feeling the tide. They're sticking their finger in the wind. You know, the woke crowd had everybody afraid. Every corporation, every business, some little kid on a bot in his parents' basement with pink hair, contributing nothing to society. Probably a pillhead can get on and become someone oh so important with cancel culture. Oh, they can they can go to movie stars, rock stars, sports figures, CEOs of corporations. They can go to they can go and ruin your life. They are powerful. They can tear down society. They can have riots in the streets. They can destroy things because they don't contribute anyway. And the people who do contribute and the people who for a while were held hostage by fear of cancel culture, I believe there's a wind change. And I believe they're beginning to get tired, sick and tired of it. You know how many companies have now are backing off of CRT? They're backing off of CRT. I don't like Netflix at all. I think Netflix, the whole cuties thing had me done. But the fact that they had enough and they weren't going to listen to, to cancel culture on Dave Chappelle. Maybe that was the beginning of some spine. The fact that some other companies have begun to back off on this wokeness maybe shows that there's some, maybe they feel the change in the wind. The fact that in Loudoun County, parents voted the Democrat out, voted the school board out because they're tired of being told that you just sit down and keep your mouth shut. We own your children. We will teach them their moral values. As McAuliffe sit there and tell people that you have no right. No, parents don't have a right to interject and they're to be telling teachers what to teach their kids. Oh, really? I thought that's what school boards were about. Was we did have the right. That's why school boards are elected, because we did have the right. When Joe Rogan, who's not exactly a conservative, has to call out CNN for lying about ivermectin, doubling down, saying that he was taking a horse medicine, when they know for fact that ivermectin has been being prescribed by doctors for lots and lots of years now and has human applications that has saved human lives for other things even other than COVID? for parasitic infections, and they'd still double down and make you think Joe Rogan's going to a, to a veterinary and stealing ivermectin? You see, these kind of things are beginning to come out as the scales fall away from people's lives. Why? I think maybe now the uncomfortableness has reached the average American.
You know, inflation's not just affecting those on the right. The GDP slow growth isn't just affecting those on the right. The COVID mandates aren't just affecting those on the right. The overreach by politicians and bureaucrats are not just affecting those on the right. The education system and all its corruption isn't just affecting those on the right. People of every conviction and background, every culture, every color, are all equally being affected by the policies and the attitudes of the present Democrat Party. And people who would normally and typically identify as Democrats and maybe can't stomach being identified as a Republican are at least moving to independent and moving right. Independence by a far margin now no longer support Joe Biden or the Biden administration. And you know what's great? The gift just keeps giving. Even when people protest, even when people speak up, they double down on the very policies that people are worried about. They double down on the spending during a time of inflation. They double down on tax increases at a time when the businesses are struggling coming out of COVID. They double down on this stuff when the supply chain is completely broken. You know, it's not just going to be Republicans or conservatives who pay more for Thanksgiving this year. And I think one of the greatest gifts has been Joe Biden's war on the energy sector. Because it's not just Republicans going to gas pumps and being alarmed at what percentage of their income is now being spent on energy. It's not just conservatives being punished when their heating bill comes in. My friends, this pain's hitting everybody in the wallet. It's hitting every family. It's not just conservatives who are being affected by radical leftist transgender policies in which girls' sports are being affected, which girls are losing scholarships, which girls are literally being beaten up by boys. It's not just the left being affected or the right being affected. It's even the left. And I can tell you, there's definitely buyer's remorse out there. There's definitely folks. Oh, we got rid of Orange Man. We got rid of those mean tweets. We were told he was a white supremacist and a racist, even though he was a New York liberal till 2008. We got rid of him. The media made us hate him. And now we've got the most popular president ever. And the pain is real. The regret is real. And the remorse is real. But I've got good news. I feel a change in the horizon. Pastor Sean feels relatively optimistic today. I feel like America is going to prevail. Until next time, this is Pastor Sean. May God richly bless you. We're the bad news. We're the young guns. We're the ones that they told you to run from. Yeah, the player's gonna play and the hater's gonna hate. 